my podcast, Your Gut Health Puzzle Made Simple. I'm your host, Prajakta, and this podcast will help you uncover the root causes to your gut issues, help you heal and nurture your gut through the healing power of nutrition and healthy lifestyle modifications. I will be sharing quick and easy tips that you can implement right away to solve your gut health puzzle. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I'm a registered dietitian, founder and CEO of Right Nutrition Works, and I'm so glad you have joined me today. Hello there. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Today we are diving into a topic that affects women at a certain stage of life, yet often catches us by surprise. Perimenopause and menopause. These natural phases bring about a range of changes in women's body some expected and some not so much. From shifting hormones to the sneaky issue of belly bloat, these transformations can impact us in ways we might not have been prepared for. Our special guest, Kylie Pinwell, is here today to shed light on the connection between hormones and that often persistent belly bloat during these stages of life. Kylie is a clinical nutritionist, speaker, and a host of the Hormone Hub podcast with over 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry. She works with women in their 40s, 50s, and beyond who are feeling lethargic, struggling with weight gain, bloating, heart flashes to balance their hormones and reset their metabolism so they can feel happy and more confident in their own skin. In today's episode, we will explore insights and empower you with knowledge that, well, no one really told us about. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and let's uncover the hidden truths of hormones and belly bloat in perimenopause and menopause. But before I dive into this topic with Kylie, I would like to welcome our guest today. Kylie, I'm so glad you're here and welcome to my podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Projector, for having me. I'm very, that was such a beautiful introduction. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and hello, everyone. Perfect. So um, are you ready to get started with today's uh, today's podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I uh, am going to ask you, or I'm going to start off with uh, why many women start to experience digestive symptoms for the first time as they hit perimenopause and menopause. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, there's so much um, going on, you know, during this phase of life. And it's really, I think we're starting where we've got a little crack in the ice here and we're starting to open up the conversation, but no one ever tells us about perimenopause. Um, a lot of doctors don't necessarily recognize perimenopause. You know, I've had women come to me, they're, you know, in their late 40s and their doctor said, oh no, you're too young. So if we just sort of go back a step and, you know, perimenopause is something that can start, you know, really from our late 30s. 
And mm. what it indicates is, you know, just that that subtle shift in hormones. So we go from having regular cycles, um, you know, ideally, <laughs> not everyone does, but, you know, ideally we've had regular cycles and then we get these big surges in our hormones and then big crashes in our hormones. So this then triggers a cascade of, of symptoms um, and women sort of often f- notice first that, you know, they're really tired mm. or, you know, that that's one of the first ones and then gaining weight around the middle where they never have been before um, and then, you know, disturbances in their sleep. So they're probably the three sort of early signs that your hormones are starting to, you know, shift and change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important too to recognize that perimenopause and the, the transition through to menopause, it's a natural transition. We're all going to go through it. But and I think the more that we understand those subtle changes in our body, you know, the better that we, we're all going to get through it. So just to sort of circle back to your question, you know, <laughs> why we start to notice bloating and things like that is the hormonal impact, um, you know, can affect us in so many ways. And what I actually see in a lot of women is this time of life also comes with a lot of stress. Mm. So we are, you know, we might have sort of children and these could even be adult children you know and let's face yeah. it adult children still come with their own set of issues we still oh, yes. are looking after those adult children you know yep. our parents our parents are getting older so their needs are changing so we're stepping up more into a caregiving role for our own parents plus we still have jobs and we still have commitments and we still so we're there's a lot going on so what i see happening is a lot of, you know, women are sort of in this chronically stressed state. And if we think back to, you know, if we're under a lot of stress, like biologically, our body wants to keep us safe. So if we have to, you know, jump up and if we have to run from a bear, you know, we don't have time to stop and poop behind a tree because Mm -hmm. of the bear, the bear's chasing us. So our digestive system shuts down. So this is where we start to get, you know, constipation or, um, you know, bloating or Mm -hmm. or it can go the other way. It can go diarrhea as well, Um, you know. But our digestive system becomes, you know, irregulated. And because, you know, and there's a whole cascade of of other symptoms that are caused by stress too, but to sort of stick with the digestive system. So, you know, our digestive system is impacted by that sort of chronically elevated levels of cortisol. And cortisol Mm. then, you know, we need progesterone. And if we think of progesterone as our happy, calming hormone, you know, it keeps us even, it keeps our moods even, it stops us having... Um, PMS, it stops us having, you know, painful periods, but our body to make cortisol, our stress hormone needs progesterone. So it takes all that beautiful, happy hormone away from our progesterone and it goes into making cortisol. So, so we're kind of on an imbalance there anyway. So we Mm. start to feel more uh, angry. A lot of women, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of of mood swings, there's a lot of irritability. um, And then that goes back. And then, you know, to sort of have it a look at it from another angle is we also, our hormones impact the way our body produces stomach acid and the way our body produces digestive enzymes. And naturally, as we get older, we do produce less of those things, but certainly, you know, those hormonal fluctuations and changes impact the way our body produces those things, which help us to break down our food and eliminate properly. So that's where we start to, you know, bloating comes in, 
constipation, diarrhea Correct. that we've never had before. Mm-hmm. And the big one is food sensitivities. Uh-huh. So food that we have enjoyed our whole life. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's never caused us a problem all of a sudden. Uh, potentially can become problematic for us as well. And a lot of the time, you know, women can't pinpoint exactly Mm. what it is that's triggering that, that, you know, they know something's not right, but they can't quite put their finger on on what sort of food, um, you know, they're reacting to. So I see that a lot in women as well something yeah. that I just know what it is mm-hmm. absolutely and and that is very classic symptom of food sensitivity anyways because uh, food sensitivity many times your body has a delayed reaction towards that food so uh, what I what you said is absolutely correct is it is hard to pinpoint exactly what food or foods are bothering you correct and then you feel more frustrated about it <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's right. And it Mm -hmm. is frustrating because, you know, you, we all know what healthy eating looks like, you know, whether or not we all do it is another thing. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm not a, I don't believe that we should have to be perfect all the time. I think if we're eating a whole food diet, most of the time, you know, we're on the right path, but you know, it's when I see women and I do food sensitivity testing with all, every single client, you know, that's Mm. non-negotiable. And really interesting like I'll get women who'll sort of look at what comes back and it'll be foods that they've instinctively they don't eat and they're like oh yeah no I never eat peppers or I never eat cucumber because I know I don't feel good when I have it so there's already food on there that they know and then there's the foods foods that they look at and I go oh I eat that every day that's one of my favorites happens every single time and it could be that it's a food that we would otherwise consider to be healthy. It could be eggs. It right. could be broccoli comes up. Chicken comes up. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Apples come up. So it's, oh, yeah. you know, you can't, and, you know, often we crave the things that don't work for us too. So, you know, on some level, you know, we want that food. And I, I'm a big believer that it's our our bad gut bacteria that drives that craving for those foods. Mm-hmm that you know aren't working for our body um, and what I find fascinating is it's such an individual thing and I'm so, not a big believer in you know we must take out whole food groups for everyone yeah, absolutely um, or even I don't I agree with you on that and even I don't believe in uh, removing or taking out the most common allergens too I mean that will be a yeah. good starting point yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, but if you yeah. really want to uh, customize it and uh, not use a cookie cutter approach, then definitely uh, food sensitivity test is very helpful. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And often I find women, you know, it's easier to follow too yeah. because you're not taking out all dairy. You know, That's you can true. still, you know, maybe have yogurt or cheese or butter, you know, it's, it's easier to follow. Whereas, yeah, yeah I think. There's Absolutely. so many food rules and diets and we're told that we should not eat this and eat that and don't eat this and it's it just is so confusing and I think a it lot is. of uh, people mm-hmm. feel really restricted yeah. whereas necessarily need Correct. to take up everything. Correct. Absolutely. Now, I know you mentioned um, that stress is, uh, like women in this uh, 
menopausal stage of their life, they have a lot of stress. I completely agree with you with all different responsibilities uh, from elderly parents, uh, work, socializing, you know, keeping yourself going with the flow, kids, everything. And stress is a big thing. So can you elaborate uh, how does stress play a role in uh, messing with our hormones and our digestive uh, system or our digestion? Yeah, yeah. So with with stress, like it's it's really interesting. And I think as women, we've got this extraordinary capacity to push through. Mm. You know, we we need, we might be feeling exhausted, but we need to get the things done because you know, let's face it, no one else is doing going to step up and do those things. So you know, as women, we've got this extraordinary capacity to keep going, to push through, to get what needs to be done, and even it doesn't matter how exhausted we are, we just do it anyway. And I think also too, you know, we're very good. We're you know we're good girls. We like <laughs> we like to be good. So we like to make sure that we we're good, and we like to make sure everyone else is okay. We're busy looking after everyone else. Is everyone else all right? You know, and we don't often we're not very good at taking care of ourselves or prioritizing our own needs. So I think that's one. Um, issue. And I think it's, we really not need to start paying attention to, you know, what I call the whispers, you know, those little niggles, mm. like mm. why all of a sudden have I got bloating? Why all of a sudden, you know, have I, you know, got diarrhea or why all of a sudden have I got these IBS sort of type symptoms? And I think, you know, we need to pay attention to those whispers, but we're not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, so I, is- I like it when I think when we met last time, you had mentioned that uh, try listening to your whispers before they start to shout. So I, yes. I really like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Before they scream at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so in terms of how stress sort of impacts us as a whole, and, you know, I sort of work very holistically sort of with the whole body. So, you know, going back to that bear example, if we're being chased by a bear, for instance, so say we have, we're, we live in a beautiful cave and we've got a beautifully stocked fridge full of, you know, lovely fruit and vegetables and, you know, all the, the food that we could eat. So this bear comes along and we have to get up and run. So our stress response, we think if we're in traffic and we, you know, the guy, the car in front pulls out and we need to slam on our brakes and you just stop us from having an accident. That's our stress response that does that. So when we are being chased by a bear, it's our stress response that gets us up, gets us running out of our fully stocked fridge cave (laughs) and gets us running. Now, like I said, we can't stop for a poop because the bear is chasing us. So, you know, we we become constipated, um, you know, and we hold on to that, what we need to get rid of. Then, you know, it impacts our libido because, you know, if we see a good-looking caveman, you know, we can't duck behind the, the tree, <laughs> you know, for a quick, quick shag because, you know, the bear's coming. So that kills off our libido and it also kills off our, you know, ability to reproduce because we can't bring a baby into a world that's not safe. Right. So, so it impacts our libido. Then, you know, we might find a new cave that has 
you know, somewhere safe so we can lie down and go to sleep. But we're not getting a restful night's sleep because we're sleeping with one eye open because we don't know where that bear's going to pop up. So it starts to impact our sleep. Then we become a bit anxious and we develop anxiety because who knows where that bear's going to, you know, turn when it's going to turn up. So we start worrying about the bear. So, so all of a sudden we've got constipation, we've got low libido, we've got anxiety and we're not sleeping. Then because we've left our beautifully stocked fridge and we've turned up in a cave with no fridge, uh-huh. our, you know, we don't know where our next meal is coming from. So our body sort of goes, you know what, we're just going to hang on to what you ate last night and we're just going to yeah. stall that around the middle. Yeah. So, so that is where, you know, that's kind of like... So I'm a very visual person, so I hope that helps with <laughs> the listeners. But that you know, is sort of just you can see that cascade effect of, of stress on our body. So, you know, tired, constipated, bloated, mm. weight gain, anxious, not sleeping, um, you know, it all adds up. And it's quite sneaky because we don't notice it happening because yeah. we're too busy pushing through and we're too busy doing all the things. But the next thing we're gaining weight, we've got digestive issues, we're anxious, you know, we don't know what's going on. And then you link that layer over the top, that hormonal roller coaster of perimenopause mm. and menopause. And, you know, this is where I see women fall apart. And it's just like, whoa, okay, let's go back. Let's, <laughs> right. address, let's address stress. Mm-hmm. Women come to me and they're like, oh, what diet should I follow? Because I need to lose weight. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's <laughs> the underneath things got so it let, let's go underneath let's address stress number one yeah. then it. have a look at your digestive system let's have a look at those food sensitivities let's got get it. your your you know inc- improve the way your digestive enzymes are working you know right. and then you know let's give you the tools to deal with anxiety and and not got sleep get, get basically get to the root cause of the problem rather 100%. than yeah and the weight the weight loss will follow yeah Oh, yes. That will follow. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So when we address all of those those underlying causes, the weight loss will come. And I think jumping into weight loss as a, I need a diet to lose weight, mm-hmm. like we've been so conditioned for so many years, um, you know, eat less, move more, you will lose yeah. weight. Yeah. But we, yeah. okay. We, we know that doesn't work. Yeah, and that's not always true. I mean, on a, on a piece of paper, if you write it, probably yes, but not always. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> so if you are, if you're an equation. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's a reason that they do weight loss studies on 20-year-old men. <laughs> because, you know, they have a very stable hormonal profile. They're mm-hmm. probably at home and mum's cooking dinner so their stress levels are very low (laughs) and therefore the weight loss works beautifully but Mm -hmm. you know find a woman in her 40s 50s 60s it's a different story yeah yeah for sure absolutely to say it can't happen 100% you know you don't have to um, accept you know weight gain belly fat bloating constipation as you know hot flushes as a gift during menopause like we really don't but we just need to address it differently correct and uh, what Kylie is saying here uh, is uh, this is not something that you want to accept for rest of your life this is something you can fix and um, with you know someone 
who knows about this topic, a professional uh, healthcare provider will certainly help you get to the bottom of it so that you start to feel normal in your body again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And women can thrive during this time. Yeah. You know, when you learn to manage stress, you know, and you learn what foods work for your body, um, you know, you can actually thrive through this time. And it's, it is an exciting time of life because it's, it's our next chapter. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I always say to my clients who are sort of in their mid forties, sort of through to their fifties, you know, we're halfway. If we're going to live till 90 or live to a hundred, we're halfway. So that's, we've got the rest of our life, the second half of our life in our body. So why don't we look after it? So it works well. Why don't we love it? Because, you know, let's face it, it's pretty amazing. It got us this far. Absolutely. (laughs) If we we take care of it, you know, Mm -hmm. we are going to have ideally a long, healthy life in our body. So correct. Correct. Absolutely. Now I want to touch base a little bit on cravings. And I know this is, again, uh, big when uh, women are in their menopause. So uh, many women do experience cravings. And Kylie, I'm sure you must have seen that in your own practice as well. So how, how can we support our hormones to overcome cravings? Yeah. So what happens is we become very we become very uh, sensitive to insulin as we get older. So we lose that protective mechanism. So estrogen is very protective of our bones, of our cardiovascular health, and also of our blood sugar regulation. Hmm. So as we hit menopause and our estrogen levels decline, Mm -hmm. we do become more susceptible to insulin. Hmm. So if, and what happens is insulin is a, you know, uh, it's a hormone that signals our body amongst other things to store weight around our middle. So all of a sudden when women become, you know, they sort of, Oh, I've got this belly fat. Um, You know, my whole body's changed shape. I've lost my waist. Um, You know, that to me instantly says cortisol first and insulin. Mm. So, So what we need to do is work with, you know, and really be conscious of uh, supporting our insulin response. And I think this is a really big thing that we're not focusing on enough. Now, if we think, I always say to my client, what we want to do is anchor our blood sugar. So there's two things. So if we've got cravings, um, you know, whether they're sweet cravings, salty cravings, um, I've got clients who crave meat. I've got clients who crave dairy and cheese. I've got clients who crave bread. So the cravings are very varied and salt is another one. Mm -hmm. So whatever those cravings are, to me, that indicates, you know, uh, irregularities in their blood sugar. So what I get them to do is, you know, just change up their meals. So for women, for my clients, uh, eating breakfast is non-negotiable, you know, and Mm -hmm. I know there's, you know, lots of benefits to fasting, but I think for women through perimenopause and menopause, fasting isn't necessarily right for everyone. And there's always an exception because I'm sure you'll have listeners, you know, listening and go, oh, well, I fast all the time and it works beautifully. Um, So, and for some women it does, but for the majority, fasting during this period of life is, is not ideal because if we think back to, 
you know, being chased by a bear, we're in the cave with no food. So our cortisol signals our body to store body fat because it doesn't know where our next meal is coming from. So fasting is kind of a similar sort of thing. You know, we're fasting, our body's going up, she's not going to give us breakfast today. So let's just hang on to dinner last night. And that's why fasting doesn't work for so many women. So what we want to do is support that blood sugar response and also at the same time support that cortisol. So we want to start our day ideally, and my some of my clients hate this and they fight me on it, but they feel better every single time, is have breakfast within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. Oh, now, okay. Yeah. So in that breakfast, what we want to have is we want to have some protein. So whether that looks like eggs or turkey or um, yogurt, you know, yeah. whatever that looks like. Um, and we also want to have healthy fats. So whether mm. that's avocado, nuts, mm-hmm. full fat yogurt, anything like that. So that protein and that healthy fat together is going to anchor our blood sugar. So if you think if we have a typical Western diet for, you know, Western breakfast of cereal, coffee, yo- uh, toast and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it shoots our blood sugar up high and then it comes down yeah. and then you know we might be healthy for lunch or you know two hours after we have breakfast we're looking for something else and you know that our that sort of sets our blood sugar up on a roller coaster all day whereas if we have you know you think if you have eggs spinach mushrooms um some you know beautiful whole grain sourdough bread um and some avocado, if you have that for breakfast, you it's going to be hours and hours before you're hungry again. Mm. That meal will get you through until lunchtime. So instead of having that big spike in your blood sugar, it's going to you know go up and then be a lot smoother. And then likewise, if you have again that balanced lunch and balanced dinner, you know, your body's not screaming out for sugar or for carbs or for something to fill that gap. Um, mm. So you know, for the the women who are having a salad for lunch, you know, we think a salad is healthy and, you know, it is, but we need to anchor that salad with protein and fats Mm. as well. And that is going to keep our blood sugar stable. Otherwise, if we just have salad for lunch, three o'clock in the afternoon, like I know if I had salad for lunch, three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to be fighting you, chasing you down (laughs) to get to that vending machine. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. So again, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. uh, But again, I just for this, for, for the listeners, um, this needs to be very individualized because every person is different. So what you're dealing with is different. And hence, the treatment protocol has to be different. We cannot use cookie cutter approach. If you try to follow someone else's protocol who was successful in doing XYZ, it may or may not help you. Or it may help you in the beginning and then you won't see results. So again, I mean, see what your body needs. Take a look at what your health goals are. And if you cannot find out on this own, then you have healthcare professionals you can get help with. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the, I'm coming from a lens of this is where I start with my perimenopause and menopause ladies. Um, so, yeah, so if we've got, you know, men listening, you know, it may be different for them 100%. Uh-huh. 
Um, but yeah, I always start with breakfast. Yeah, for yeah. All my my perimenopause menopause women. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't like it, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we are going to wrap up our today's episode here. But before we do that, Kylie, uh, where do our listeners find you, or or what's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is kyliepinwill.com um, and in on my website you'll find links to my podcast. You'll find we've got lots of free um, resources you can use and then, yeah, certainly there's access to my uh, uh, my perimenopause and menopause programs are on there as well. But I'll, you would love to offer everyone a free gift as well. So I'll uh, give Projector the, uh, the link to that. Um, so is stress sabotaging your weight loss? I think that's a, a really good one and gives you lots of sort of practical ideas of how to help you uh, lower that cortisol response. Absolutely. And I'm going to share uh, all these links in my show notes. So again, this is for everybody who is uh, listening that Make sure that you are checking the show notes and um, make sure that you uh, check out um, Kylie and what she does and how she helps women to overcome their struggles and uh, feel help them feel normal in their bodies. So um, I would like to stop our episode here, end it here. And once again, Kylie, thank you so much for um being here, spending time with me and sharing your knowledge with our listeners. Uh, You are really a wealth of knowledge and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much again. My pleasure, Projector. Thank you so much for having me on the show and thank you everyone for listening. Absolutely. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.